Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 53, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. What's up, man? What is going on? It's good to so, see you. This is, uh, we've had a bit of a change here, a uh, change in format. We've gone, we're on both coasts now. Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're you're, on you're both on the coast, west coast and, and I'm you're on, on the north coast. The north coast, exactly. <laughs> So, t- tell me about L.A. What's going on? Yeah, man. Um, just moved, um, obviously, as you know, um, to Los Angeles. I live now uh, in Mar Vista, which is just next to Venice, just south of Santa Monica. And it's killer, man. Um, I, I love it here. I'm just kind of getting the house set up and getting my records unpacked, which was a fucking... Like it was, it was just a a panic attack every other fucking second. It was like cu- cussing every box I'd open. I was just like fuck, like furious at at movers. You know what I mean? And and of course I've got like a huge claim I'm filing. Like just a dick, not not a dick, but I told like you know I don't know. I'm not being egregious, but you know it's my fucking records, but. So what would you say? What is your favorite meal you've had so far? Oh, dude, you want to go straight there. Okay, so um, I am not working. Um, I'm, I'm setting up the house, you know, getting it's – a, it's a new house. So we, um, we're renting, um, and there's still shit that needs to be done, like, you know – contractor bullshit's happening and I just need to be around the house a bunch. Um, and my son also started preschool. So there is a place, um, there's been a lot of good meals. I, dude, I've put on fucking, I put on, I swear to God, I put on fucking, I I won't, I I haven't weighed myself, but I put on at least 10 pounds in three weeks. And and it's it's mainly due to to one dish. I found this place by accident. I drove by it. It's right on the way. It's in between the fucking preschool and my house. Rut's Hawaiian Cafe. Okay. Um. Uh, for anybody that's West Side LA, you probably know about this place. It's um, it's been around forever. Uh, it was on Washington for years, and now it's. Um, it was on Washington Boulevard for years. Now it just moved to Washington Place in McLaughlin. And they do this fucking bowl, man. I had no idea this even existed. Um, where it's unbelievable. It's like, it's fried rice. Well, you, you can order a fried. Basically, the, the dish on its own, um, without any modifications, is a Royale. And it's a... In varying sizes, um, a bowl of rice with your choice of toppings. Um, they do a saute of onions and bean sprouts and egg. And then they do fucking linguiça. Oh, wow. I was like, <laughs> I was, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it when I saw it. I was like, I'm like, you seriously have fucking linguiça in the thing they're like yeah the portuguese sausage i'm like yeah i know i've been fucking eating it since it was in the blender right since yeah, i was no a, shit. like 
So that thing, I can't stop. I can't stop fucking eating it. Um, so between that, that's been, so that's been kind of ruling my life. And the other thing that's been ruling my life is, um, and I got to stop with them. I got three of them fucking lined up next to me right now. Um, as we're talking about food and beverage, let's, we're going to hit on this a a few times through the episode. Yep. Because I got a few more spots I want to mention. Okay. But... Uh, I discovered this stuff. It's fucking, it's LaCroix. It's alcoholic LaCroix. It's spiked sparkling water. Um, there's a few different brands. A few different people are doing it. Um, this one right there. Yeah. This is the one I've seen actually. Have you seen this one? Truly stuff. Yeah. Truly. This is, um, so Sam Adams owns this one. Okay. So that's why they they got the they got the big you know the big big swinging fucking distribution. Um and uh are you shutting the freezer off nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> um I so you're on my side of the table. Yeah. This is the mic that's working. So oh. I, sh- I should apolo- I should take a second here and apologize to everyone for the sound quality of the last episode cuz what happened was I so in full transparency, Santos, when he lived in town, was the one who always ran the audio setup. And I went to set it up, and one of the mics didn't get turned on. So my voice only came through Reuven's mic. Oh, my so God. Kaya did That's her why absolute, it sounds like shit. Yeah. Kaya did her absolute best to salvage the episode, but honestly, like I couldn't even listen to it. So I apologize to everyone for the bad sound quality. Oh. Our, our new setup here is Santos is in L.A., we're FaceTiming, we both have headphones on, and then we're both recording on our end, and Kaya's going to work some magic to stitch it together, so. Yeah, and it's going to be, like, it's going to be just locked together, and I feel like, listeners, I feel like you guys are, are going to be stoked. I, I'm, I'm excited for doing this now. Yeah, Because you're going to sure. get Minnesota, and you're going to get, like, all the bullshit right. I'm doing in L.A. Fuller perspective, for sure. Yeah, you get, you get the fucking, the net, um... That just drags all the shit from fucking, you know, from this side of the country and envelops that that shit up there, and we pull it all together and and we spit it out yeah. back at you. At you. Anyway, um, yeah, the the fucking sparkling water. I can't stop drinking this shit. Yeah, that's good, huh? Eh, to be honest with you, at this point, like I've I've drank so fucking. When I first discovered them, I was like, oh, done, like. Like, this is sparkling water. It's my favorite thing. And, um, you know, they get the flavors. They got grapefruit. They got lemon. They got lime, whatever the fuck, you know. Um, And the flavor is okay. It's pretty fake, but, you know, who gives a shit? Because you can catch a buzz off of it, and it's like drinking sparkling water. But the thing is, is I'm drinking, like, you don't get full. It has as much alcohol as a beer. Okay. Um, so I can drink, I mean, I can drink 10 of these fucking things in an hour. Right. Um, so, but it's a different buzz than beer. It's like, it's not malt lick. I don't, I don't know what kind of booze it is. It's like, you can't get shit faced on it. I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm getting sick of them, but I'm drinking them fucking constantly. So, um, so between ruts uh, in the, in the, uh, the Royale and, in the, uh, the truly, that's pretty much what I've been rocking 
Um, I got I got a taqueria um, 200 yards from the house that's banging, banging Ooh, fucking nice. taqueria. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm actually coming to L.A. in a little bit here. Oh, sweet. When, when are you coming? Um, not next week, but the I think the week after. Right. We're going to try to make it out, so and we're going to be there for two or three days, so oh, I'm going to have to yeah. come down to your hood, and you can show me some of these places. Oh, f- dude, fucking absolutely. Absolutely. That's great news. That's great news. Are you going to be, you're going to be east side, like uh, up near Glendale? I think we'll probably stay in Pasadena, or yeah. no, uh, sorry, Hollywood. I think we'll probably stay in West oh, Hollywood, actually. Right. So, All right. Well, you're so super kind of in between you and where we'll need to go for a lot of our meetings, so. Rat. Okay, great. Maybe we can rope JG into getting a burrito with us or something. Yeah, for sure. I've been talking to that fucker. Um and uh he's doing good. Um we'll give you guys an update. Um our friend Jonathan Green out here in California is making a movie. Uh and he's getting close to finishing that thing. So that you know, between the next nine and twenty seven months he'll have that done. Um so speaking of friends and making art, I had the pleasure recently, um, Ryan and Maria came through town. Oh, no way. And uh, I went out for dinner with Kaya and my good friend Caitlin, uh, who's the singer in the band, and uh, saw their show. Their new record is so good. I don't know if you've listened to it. It's by far their best record they've ever put out, which is so unusual for a band to, you know, be pa- 10 years past what most people consider their he- heyday break that, you know, they broke up 10 years ago, they reunited, they made this new record and it's so good. And yeah. I have to say at the show, this isn't just me saying this cause they played this amazing show here. Like one of the best, sh- I've seen a lot of their shows. I toured with them when they were first a band in like the mid nineties. I've seen them play dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And this is, might be the best show that I've ever seen them play. Holy and the shit. way, that the crowd, who was obviously all there to, because they had seen them play back, you know, when they were a, a, like an active touring band in the 90s and early 2000s, were there to see them. The way they reacted to the new material, the songs of the new record, they were, there was almost more energy around that material than there was around the old favorites. No I mean, shit. So it was really interesting to see. You never uh, see that. People just want to hear the You never see that. It's really you rare. Never, yeah, never. So That's very um, encouraging. It's really good for them. They killed it Where better was the show? than ever. Uh, it was at the Triple Rock oh, in Minneapolis. Fuck so yeah. Yeah, we went out to um, the, uh, what is that place called? Um, God, why am I? Uh, Birchwood. We oh. t- t- took them out to the Birchwood, which yeah. I used to hate that place. Uh, Wait, and not Birch. No, not Birch. The Birchwood Cafe in Seward. Did you ever I go when you were here? I can't say. I can't say I ever went there. It, it's so I went there maybe I don't know eight ten years ago, and I really disliked it. And uh, but they've really gotten their shit together. They must have totally new chef, totally new kitchen staff, and they've really changed the interior and made it nice. It was really awesome. So. I actually can't wait to go back there. I think we're going to take the girls and take the whole family and go back when to Birchwood. When when did they when was the show? Uh 3 2 2 or 3 weekends ago. So if they were coming this far, um I probably fucking missed them. So what happened is they looped back around. Um they went from here they went to Iowa 
and then they went down to Indiana, back through Michigan, up and they played uh, Montreal, and then they played Toronto, and then they went down and did Philly, D.C., and New York. And I know that they're coming west. They have, like, a couple weeks off, and then they're coming west, and they're doing Vancouver and some other West Coast shows, so you might still be able to catch them on the West Coast. Well, I'll just get in touch with Kaya. Um, Yeah. And, and you you know, this is... You guys are welcome here, obviously, Kaya. So, well, that's cool. I haven't, um, I haven't seen any shows um, since I've been here. Like I said, I've been, I'm sitting around waiting for the fucking, the four to eight window for cable in the fucking, right, ten to two window for the fucking dishwasher, dude. You get getting the infrastructure set up. Yeah, exactly. I'm setting up for the infrastructure. That's good. And how are you guys feeling about the neighborhood so far? It's all good. It's rad, man. Yeah, it's great. Um, and you, you guys have been going to the ocean? Oh yeah, yep. Um, yeah, I take Jack, um, pick him up from school, and ask him if he's, you know, if he's starving. Then I'll take him home and feed him. If he's not, then we shoot down to the beach. Nice. Run around. Um, you know, it's we go. Um, Right down to Venice Pier is the easiest place for us to get to in a car. And right. it's, you know, it's um, it's all fun. Venice is horseshit, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's it's all fun. Especially Ven- that boardwalk. Dude, that, it's The fucking- Venice boardwalk is no place to take a kid. I found that out <laughs> the hard way when, when we were staying in Santa Monica on vacation. <laughs> no. It's fucked. It's it's fucked. You know, and and the beach is fucked because it's all just like, you know, it's all white dreadlocks and and dog turds and fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, and like, and and pop up tents, like Whole Foods pop up tents and stolen like swag from places and sh- and people just camped out. So it's bullshit, but. If you if you like you it it's such a huge beach, like it's physically so fucking big. Like if right. you, it's easy to get away from from yeah. the dirt. And you don't have to go that far down to get down to where the Santa Monica Pier is. And down there, it's like families and couples oh, totally. and shit like that. It's much more. Oh yeah. Tolerable as someone who's taking a little kid down there, and even like, and I don't care if he sees like, you know what I mean, the dirt yeah. of the. I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean. That's part. He well, lives in cities, so well, it's one I thing just to, to hang see, around it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's one thing to see dirty hippies, but when we took the girls down there, like we saw someone almost assault someone, and we saw this other guy that had a ask a satanist sign out, and was just like, people are just being assholes. Like they're not acting the way. Like, they don't care that there are kids around. They're just going to say whatever they want to say and be complete and utter idiots. Yeah, that's that's some bullshit. And, that, and then, you know, that's where, you know, where I'll have some stories to tell, I'm sure, because we'll fucking <laughs> scrape somebody. I'm sure you like, I mean, you know, you watch yourself around a fucking kid. I don't care who you are. But, but I guess what yeah. I'm saying is, like, even when you get, even when we go, like, just down to Venice Pier, if you just walk a hundred feet away from like the pier, you just get down by the beach and you can just play around in the water and and fuck around for we're not there for I mean we're there for thirty minutes or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're gonna like spend like a day at the beach, then you know, to be honest with you, we haven't even done that yet. So 
Yeah. Um, Speak, speaking of hilarious stories and inappropriateness in kids, yes. I have to tell you the story about... So, um, Hulu just came out with an original documentary called Becoming Bond. I don't know if you've really? checked, checked this out yet. Yeah. So, what it's about, it's about George Lazenby, who was James Bond after Sean Connery for one film. Oh, my God. This fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, what happened is... They have George Lazenby, and he comes and he sits down in a chair, and he does, like, an interview. And this guy's still, like, for an old guy, like, he's very striking looking. And he's, like, charming as hell. And he's very articulate, very personable. So this guy was grew up in Australia, working class, didn't even make it through, like, primary school, dropped out, became a car mechanic. He fell in love with this, like, super rich girl um, and who was, like, whose father was, like, good friends with the prime minister of Australia. Like that, that, that's what kind of like what kind of a blue blood this girl was. And she was totally in love with him too. So her father sent her to London to try to like break them up. And so he followed her over to London and she was like, when he first got there, it was like dating this, the captain of like the cricket team from Oxford and he was heartbroken. So he, and he just kind of stayed in London to try to win her back. And he became a male model. Uh, oh my so, god! So uh, super fascinating story. But what you what you need to know is the way that they did this whole thing is he George Lazenby, the real guy, is sitting in this chair and he's telling these stories, and they're doing these really awesome and charming sort of recreations of all the stuff he's talking about in the story. So they'll cut to him and his voice, and then they just go into the recreation. So he sets up whatever's about to happen, and then they sort of like go into a dramatic recreation. Nice. And so it's really charming and really funny. I'm watching this in my office, and my daughters come in. My older daughter's nine, and my younger daughter's six, and they start watching this. And at first, it's, like, really innocent. Like, even the romantic stuff between him and this girl, they're, like, handling with, with like, very kid gloves, or it's it's stuff is, like, hinted at. Uh, And then, so what happens is, when Sean Connery was James Bond, that was, like, the biggest role in the world. Like, the best acting role you could get. It was a huge cultural thing. So when Sean Connery was like, fuck you, I'm done, I'm going on to do other stuff, replacing Sean Connery was a huge thing. So, and it's an amazing story, I don't want to spoil it, how George Lazenby ends up sort of like grifting and conning his way into this, but he, at this point, was like kind of a famous uh, male model. And so what happens is I'm sitting watching this with the girls, and it's all good, it's all good. And then, <laughs> then what happens is um, they this he's up for the role of James Bond, and the producers are worried that because he's a male model, he's gay. Right. So they, they send a woman to his hotel door. So I'm sitting watching with the girls. We're all sitting watching in my office. There's a knock on his hotel door. He opens, and this gorgeous woman is there. She drops her clothes and is naked. Like, <laughs> zero to 60, they're, they're on the bed having sex. No. And the bed is squeaking. And I'm going to, I'm, like, oh. trying to shut it down on my computer, like, closing the browser. And, of course, my older Helen is like, no, 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 no. We would have see this don't don't turn it out no 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 like we want to see this and nicole my wife hears this commotion and comes in the office dude yes and my my younger daughter who is the way our office is also uh, like a guest bedroom 
So there's a bed in there, and the girls are sitting on the bed. And my younger daughter, Vivian, looks at my wife, Nicole, and goes, Mama, there was a naked man, and he was on top of this naked woman. And she hops down on the bed, and she starts humping the bed. And she's like, and they were doing this. No, no, they were no, doing no. this. No. And the bed, the bed was squeaking. Why was the bed squeaking so much? And Nicole just looks at me and is like, you great job. Asshole. Great yeah. job. Nice parenting moment. And then neither of us say anything. And, and Vivian sort of puts it together herself like, oh, they were sexing. They were sexing. That's what they were doing. Vivian they were sexing. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to her. We've, like, shown her the, like, little illustrated books or whatever about, like, this okay. is, you know. What? So she's, like, aware but still totally oblivious to, like, what it actually means. Like, she's, I think Helen kind of gets it at her age. Vivian is, yeah. like, still mostly unaware. But um, Oh, dude. Father of the year. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> not not an amazing parenting moment, I have to say. <laughs> well done. But, nice job. But, but anyways, this uh, this documentary, Becoming Bond, I do really recommend it. It's a fascinating story. And this guy, George Lazenby, has just led an amazing life and is, like, super interesting. Oh, my God. That sounds killer. So I got to um, – I have to mention, um, just while we're on the topic of um, – documentaries about films um i was talking with a friend of mine today nate um he was telling me about a um a documentary he saw called lost island or i think that was it or lost soul lost soul something like that i'll 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 find out the name and follow up but um, I don't know if you remember, like, a lot of, uh, many episodes ago, we talked about um, uh, remakes, and yep. and we talked about the Island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. And the original is called The Island of Lost Souls. Hmm. So, there's a documentary about the director of The Island of Dr. Moreau, um where Marlon Brando, um, you know, he, he plays, he plays Dr. Moreau in, in the remake. And this guy tells the story. I haven't, I haven't looked into this at all yet, but, um, uh, evidently. Wasn't that that the last movie that Marlon Brando ever did? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that it was. It may be. I mean, he was, he was in, like, yeah, rough shape. Job of the Hut style. Yes, exactly. Like all white and fucking insane and crazy and huge and bulbous right. and yeah, he was he was there. There weren't much more after that. That's for sure. But anyway, um, not to give away too much, um, and especially having not seen it, but just as a teaser, evidently, and this was over text. My buddy was texting me this. He's like. The director of that movie, The Island of Dr. Moreau, with Val Kilmer, Marlon Brando, he gets fired, goes off, leaves set, goes and lives in the jungle for like two weeks, then sneaks back, like gets in makeup and sneaks back into the production as an extra and acts as an extra in The Island of Dr. Moreau. So there's this documentary out there called um, Lost Soul or 
Island of Lost Soul, whatever. Like I said, I'll follow up with it and uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll put it in the posting um, for for the for the cool. uh, for this episode. Um, but it sounds like a great documentary. I, I, can, yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen it because everybody hates that movie. It's t- and rightfully yeah. so. It's terrible. I love it, but it's terrible. So um, I Nicole and I together just finished this thing that I think you and Beth would actually really enjoy if you haven't already seen it. I'm a little late uh, on this one. Um, it took us a while to get around to this and finish it. But have you watched the HBO um, miniseries Big Little Lies? What the fuck, dude? We watched we um t- not last night but the night before um we power watched the last 3. Okay. It's and so we just finished it and I was going to talk to you too. about this. Yeah. Cuz we're we've we we're behind um we're behind the the curve on this as well. Um and holy shit. Fucking yes. unbelievable. So good. Unbelievable. Yeah. I um, mean, across the board, every single performance in that thing is unreal. Skarsgård. Oh, Kidman. he's so good. Yeah. Um, Reese and, Witherspoon is amazing. They cleaned up, too. Five Emmys, I think. Right. Um, yeah. I think there's there's talk of a second season. Yeah. I, you know, there's room. Um, you know, they the the it ends with... Um, you know, I want no spoilers, but it ends with the possibility of the the yep. last shot is through um binoculars. Yep. Right. Do you remember the last shot? Yep. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, yeah. Certainly, I, I found the the ending. Uh, without giving anything away, I think I can say the ending is incredibly satisfying. It's fabulous. It's like one of the one of the best endings of a TV series or a season of TV, if you want to call it that, that I've ever seen. It's so well done. Um, and the the writing, the screenwriting for that is it's so um, it's so evolved. Like you cut into action at places where you don't normally see it happen. Like you come into conversations at places where you are not like normal entry points for narrative film. Like you come into conversations at places where you're a little like things are already in motion and, or it's just at the wrong, it's like an uncomfortable, they keep you on, on your toes by like kind of swapping back and forth. Um, they do a lot of match action Yep. Um, it, it's the, the post on that is just, yeah, it's really good. It's, Whoever edited that thing. It's a genius. The editorial, um, on that thing makes it for me, um, the, in the writing and in acting, I mean the whole thing and the shooting like that dude. Yeah. I mean, everybody is, sh- I mean, come on. How many times are you going to see Golden Hour on the the fucking beach and try and make it look new? And it looks new, and it looks amazing, and it looks right. super fucking cool. Like, yeah, I will say the one not that it not that it isn't a gorgeous shot, but the one shot that I got sick of seeing was the one that they use in every car commercial. Was that shot on that bridge? The bridge, like, yeah. Every episode we saw cars going over that bridge. It it's was like, so okay, be- okay, okay. It's Monterey though, like it's, yeah. 
Um, how funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, cause we, yeah, we, um, we're both just totally sucked in and, and that's pretty rare for the two of us. Um, you know, it's, wasn't some weird fucking foreign, like noir or right. some, some shit, which speaking of, um, not to cut off big little lies because, and we can come back to it because there's a lot there. I'd, I'd love to talk more about that. Um, but I do want to, how far we're a half hour in. We're good. Um, I wanted to mention this series, um, which you're, you roll on Amazon. You've always rolled deeper on Amazon than me. Um, called, uh, trapped. Do you know this? I haven't seen this. No. So, um, you are obviously, um, much more well-versed in the genre of Nordic noir than I am, but this falls squarely in Nordic noir. Okay. Um, it's the story of, so without giving anything away, I've, I've only seen two episodes, um, it's it streams on Amazon Prime for free. Um, BBC, I think Channel Four picked it up, or maybe just the BBC picked it up. It was a um, an Ice an Icelandic production company made it, hmm. um, and it's done extremely well. Uh, it looks it looks fabulous. They have uh, great actors, none that I know. They're everybody's from Iceland. I don't, I don't know anybody. But the BBC bought it, um, and like I said, I'm watching it on Amazon. Um, so basically, this small town in Iceland. Um, in the first episode, there is a huge uh, barge that's coming into the their port, and as the barge is coming in with a bunch of cars on it and a bunch of people, because that's how you reach this. Um, you know, Iceland is a, it's a fucking island. It's very right. hard yeah, to yeah. get from place to place, and you know, people take people take uh, shuttles. You know, fucking big barges. So this barge shows up. A fishing boat next to it catches this dead body that's had all of its limbs cut off, and they suspect that something has gone awry on this barge. So they lock it down, and it happens in the middle of this huge snowstorm. So hmm. it has this really claustrophobic feel. It, it totally feels like 30 days of night. Hmm. Um, yeah. And there's this one, there's um, the chief of police is dealing with his ex-wife who's coming back into town with her new lover and their kids are involved. So there's a bunch of storylines and I'm two episodes in and, and fucking hooked. Um, yeah, so it sounds super good. It's killer, man. Check it out. It's a year old. Um, it's fabulous. You'll love it. In Nordic Noir, I, I, I love that shit. Yeah, absolutely. The um, Icelandic stuff is like some of the best as, as far as like the crime fiction novels like so for good, a, right? a long time the Swedes held it down but uh, there are a couple Icelandic authors that have like taken the throne yeah they're even better than the a lot of the Swedish authors so, so good this yeah, shit is so dark good. yeah for sure 
Yeah, love it. Um, so, yeah, check out Trapped. Um, very, very good one. Cool. What, um, what do you give me? Give me something. Give me something else. From, I'm going to talk. Food, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk food for a second. This yeah. is actually not a not a. Um, I like this because it's anyone anywhere can do this thing. Um, I signed up for this uh, service recently. I think I got pinged about this on Instagram. I feel like that's where I find out now about all the new kind of uh, services or products. Like I've maybe because I stopped looking at Facebook and I mostly just only look at Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. And uh, because you can still do visual ads on Instagram as opposed to Twitter, maybe that's why I find out about all these things there. But I signed up for this thing called Crowd Cow. Crowd Cow. Okay. So what it is is you get grass-fed beef directly from um, independent ranchers and producers. And what's amazing about it is, unlike a CSA where you just, like, sign up and they send you a bunch of shit and you don't know what you're getting, and this, you, you're actually selecting your cuts and you're selecting the things that you're getting. So I'm picking flat irons. I'm picking brisket. I'm picking... Merlot cuts. I'm picking whatever. And then along with it, they round it out with some top sirloins and some grass-fed beef. And what's amazing is this grass-fed beef that we're getting is like, it's cheaper than what you'd pay at like Whole Foods for a pound of grass-fed beef. And it's such better quality. You're kidding. Sometimes, you know, when you get like a pound of grass-fed ground beef from Whole Foods and you pull it open and it kind of has that weird funky texture to it yep. a little bit. It's gotten a little slimy or something. Yep. This has none of that. So it shows up at your house frozen. Great. Um, Which it should. You know, it's good for hours. It could sit on your porch even for like four or six hours. Yep. I stick, I stick it directly in the freezer. Um, pull it out. Uh, thought I've done I've done beef ribs from them. I've done really good flat iron steaks. I've done all sorts of stuff. I've got like a bunch of stew meat now that the weather's getting colder. So I basically have like a freezer full of amazing top quality grass fed beef, and I'm paying way less for it than I would get at a specialty butcher or at Whole Foods. No shit. So. Uh, Dude, that and, is a great tip because I'm getting fucking hosed over here. And they have new ranchers and things on pretty much like a weekly basis. And they've had uh, a couple wa- Wagyu things, but it's like so crazy expensive still. Yeah, for but, sure. But you could get like a couple. Of, and you can get like they do different cuts each time, too. So like I've gotten thick cut ribeye. I've got a giant thick cut ribeye, like a two or three pound fucking ribeye. Well, uh, like like a yeah, real thick, like a like a two two yeah. and a half inch thick. Yep, and they that's do my like, favorite thing to do. They do extra thick tenderloin, so you can get bone on, you can get tenderloins, you can get whatever you want. And I'm telling you, the prices are good. Oh, like, I'm, I'm that's a done done for me. because yeah. I'm Krakow. getting hosed on I, that. Over I think. Here. Let me send you um, if I send you my referral code. I think we both get like fifteen bucks off. Oh, or do something it. Like yeah. That. Yeah, so, I'll yeah, do I'll, I'll do it for sure. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, it's totally worth it. You'll you guys will love it. Have you have you noticed um a a downtick at all in prices at Whole Foods since the Amazon takeover? I have. You have um, I mean, just on certain things, but the other thing that I've noticed more, the last time I went to Whole Foods, one of the things they're doing is anything that's a commodity, 
or a more commoditized category. Like, for example, you know when you used to turn the corner at Whole Foods and there was the LaCroix aisle, and there would be all the you'd passion fruit, mango, whatever. Pyramids, all of yeah. that, All of that is a wall of 365 sparkling water now. Interesting. And when you go to the salad aisle, it's all a wall of 365 mixed greens. They don't have the earthbound farm stuff anymore. They don't have whatever. So really? I, I think what they're doing is they're going to these providers and they're saying, you either white label to us LaCroix as 365 and we'll still have a couple of things of LaCroix at the end. Earthbound farm, you're white labeling to us. or we go to. Yeah, yeah, you're 365 now. Or we go to someone else. That's how they're going to cut the prices so and Trader maintain Joe, the margin. It's a Trader Joe's in the, in the I don't think they're going to go 100% because there are some things like when you want Aussie yogurt or whatever, like when the brand is part of the story, I think they won't do it. But for those commoditized things where you're like, these mixed greens look really good to me. I don't care if it says Gotham Earthbound greens or, or Earthbound or yeah, yeah. who fucking cares. Yeah, who gives I a think shit. Th- and same thing with all the produce, the avocados and stuff where there isn't a brand. That's why they're able to cut the prices. So on you're, you're seeing, you're seeing price drops. I, I am seeing some, I haven't seen like, I think once Amazon works fully works their magic, you're going to see, you know, like a 20 to 30% reduction in your overall cart. But for now, it's just like real. They're just getting started. So interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't been because that's where I I norm that's where I shopped mainly in Minneapolis and um, the Whole Foods here that I go to is in Venice and it's 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 stupid. It's crazy expensive um, and and just fucking irritating. You know, it's yeah, just fucking irritating. Um, it's California fucking Whole Foods bullshit. So I right. get the fuck out of there. Um, but but um, cow crowd cr- crowd cow crowd cow. Yeah, done. That's done. That's the ticket. Dunzo. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, what do I got for you for food? Um, I've been making. I've been making. Um, I haven't been cooking too much. I've been making, um, I get the grill rocking. I'm rocking some salmon, um, normal shit, you know, burgers. Um, you're starting to cool down out there. A little bit. I think it's going to be in the 70s this weekend. It might oh. be like the last sort of warm weekend that we have. I, yeah. would, I think we're going to slip comfortably into or slip once and for all into like sweater jacket weather and then you know rainy it's getting darker it's getting yep. cooler in the mornings like we haven't hit um the mornings where like you see your breath and there's frost in the ground yet but you can tell that they're coming they're on the way sure yep um all right what else did i have for you um uh oh all right let's talk um let's talk about uh the deuce for a minute oh yeah um, have you seen all of them? I believe there's three at this point. So I haven't seen them all. Um, and I'll tell you why I haven't seen them all. My TV, my like screen, like, uh, my viewing of movies and TV has 
gone down drastically suddenly, and I'll explain why in a minute. So I'll say I've only seen the first episode. Uh, it's been my intention, because I really like the first episode, to go back and watch the other ones that are out. And I'll probably like catch up this weekend on it, honestly. Um, I'll probably watch that and then watch that Icelandic show that you were talking about, Trapped. Yep. Check check out both those and catch catch them up this weekend. Um, so George Pelicanos, I love The Wire. The Wire is probably my favorite show of all time. I love George Pelicanos as a crime fiction writer. He's my man. He's your man. Uh, oh, you're you're his biggest. Yeah. yeah. So um, this this thing is made for me. I just it's, like it's made for you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think so far, it's, it's from what I've seen in the first episode, it's, it's very promising. Similar to other David Simon stuff, like you're kind of getting the slow build of characters and the slow build of plot lines. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope that they're in it. That's, that's the thing is, like, I don't know. It, it's so expensive. Um because the the exteriors, or maybe I don't know. I have to give it some. I have to I have to take another look at it and see how much money they're spending on these and if they're in it for the long haul. Because it, it, all right, here's where I'm at. I'm I've, I've seen all of the episodes and I'm are the three or four three and three, okay. and I'm trying to like I I guess. I have an expectation of character development that is when you mention the like when you talk about the wire it's like well yeah that takes fucking like seasons for yep. it to, to develop so these are the same people and I need to allow that so I'm change on the spot I'm changing my my view of it because the characters are, are, are thin so far. Um, and they're, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just scared. Like I'm scared that they're gonna, that they're not going to go deep enough and they're not gonna, I just get scared that they're going to make it pretty, you know, like the, the, the fucking, whatever the Scorsese, Mick Jagger fucking, um, punk rock show was like that kind of shit yeah, fucking yeah. terrifies me man like right. so i will say um the wire was pelicanos wrote episodes of it but the whole thing was really inspired by richard price and clockers right 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 so it has more that show from the jump had more of a Richard Price influence and Richard Price tends to have intricate plots and yeah like a little slower character build but you go really deep into these characters and their lives and their sort of psyche Pelicanos tends to have sort of these like big swe- more sweeping sort of ensemble cast and you s- I, I think you do go a little shallower on characters than you. So I think I see this show, I think was built from the ground up in a very, because, and it's, it's classic Pelicanos, the sort of like period stylized. Yes. Uh, you know, like if you read any of his books, like King sucker man or any of that stuff, it's like yep. in a similar sort of like black exploitation kind of, you know, that, that era of like, crazy oh god you know, high-heeled boots and 
yeah, you know, super flare jeans. And when and New York all, all was that just shit. fucking gnarly. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that is 100% Pelicano. So it's interesting. I'll have to watch and see because I think this, because he's more, this is like, I think he has more influence on the overall probably design and writing of the show because he was probably there from the ground up where what happened with The Wire is David Simon did this thing called The Corner that was very much inspired. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very much inspired by... Uh, Richard Price and Clockers. And I then forget about the that, corner, right? That set more of the tone for the wire. So it'll be interesting to to see as the deuce develops. Like, is it does it stay more Pelicano, or does Richard or not Richard Price, sorry, David Simon have more influence that sort of kind of adds some extra dimension or something to interesting. it? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, you know, um, you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal is. Like she's at my jam. I love yeah. that fucking. <laughs> and you know, I've I've said this before. Right. Like she's yeah, my yeah. she's my one. She's right. my freebie, and her yeah. brother is is Beth's freebie. Right. Um. And so to get like, them to both come over for dinner. Now that you're in L.A., dude. You know? Fucking Maggie Gyllenhaal in this like you know she's playing she's playing a whore. It's like it's killer. <laughs> it's like it's my, it's my show. Like I love it. Um, James Franco, uh, you know, you got, you got to suffer through that. Um, it, it, I don't, it, it's not, I shouldn't say suffer through it. I, I just, um, you know, seeing him play two parts, um, after seeing someone else do it so deftly. Oh yeah. Like, it's almost like, it's like, how do you even dare do it, dude? Like, it, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's hard to compare, I have to say, it's it's hard to compare any TV to Fargo at <laughs> yeah. this point. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Um, you know, so, and, and also, the, he's a far superior actor. Um, right. So, um, but yeah, you know, the James Franco characters are, they're fine, and, and they're not, um, thankfully, they don't require um, a lot of nuance, you know, they're they're straight ahead um, characters and right. easy for him to pull off. So I think I think it'll be OK, you know. Um, but I, I mean, the the thing that's killer is like uh, art department is fucking amazing. Like yep. in the music supervision, like they got the fucking Curtis Mayfield song for the, you know, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. That's the, the that's the thing that so you know and and I I won't say that he doesn't have interesting characters but where Pelicanos may lack a little depth on the character and the developing of character side what he has in spades is the ability to um use de- details of culture, music, style, books, food, all that stuff to really evoke a time period and transport you to a time period and a very specific place like no one else can. Oh, man. Yeah. And And that's what you get really good in that show. You you do it. Yeah, you do in spades, man, in spades. The cars, the fucking, the diners, the car, like the, the, um, the characters, the wardrobe, the fucking, everything is like... Spot on, because you and I remember that, like, just because we were, 
we were sentient by that point, you know what I mean? Um, while that shit was happening, because that's like 75, you know right. what I mean? Well, so those yeah. are like our first memories of like being able to remember like what culture was like. Um, so you, you know it and you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, that that's I that shit rings true. Like, I remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, enjoy, man. Enjoy. Like, I, I think you'll dig it. Um, it's so great to see, like, Pelicanos and, and David Simon, like, digging into that thing. It's it's pretty rad. Um, so you'll like that. Um, what else What else did I want to talk about? Oh, I, I saw, I read a headline today about, um, I just finished the Game of Thrones Um mini season or whatever half season or yep. whatever it's good right yeah um it's fine yeah. we can talk about that again i don't i, I don't know I, <laughs> I, I don't really give a shit there like, you you can definitely tell that um the showrunners have taken over this point and they're off the reservation a little bit because the the motivations and the plotting and stuff have gotten very loose oh it was a drag like, man a, the, a lot of the shit just does not make sense. The writing, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that don't make sense, but also just even, like, dialogue. Like, there have been huge dialogue shifts. Like, if you if you compare, um, and Beth actually was the one that pointed it out, and I was surprised. She's like, she's like, why are they talking like that? Like, they would never, like, speak to each other so pedantically it, it, um, it, in previous, you know... Yeah, it's, that's because they're trying to do tons of exposition to shortcut like all of this major. They're like they're they're cheating and they're cutting a lot of corners is what's happening. And so you you lose the sort of a lot of the punch and impact of the dialogue. They don't have time to be subtle anymore. They they don't. Here's 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 how I think it's my my, my here here's my um my prediction is that. This will go down as um, whatever season you call this or half season, whatever the fuck it is. This one that just ended will go down as as being a weak point. And the show has been so fucking amazing. Um, they're they're green lighted, ready to go. Um, Ninety minutes an episode, fifteen million dollars per episode for the rest of the season for to finish off the last eight episodes. Jesus. So $15 million per 90 minutes, um, is roughly what they spend. It's like watching eight movies. Basically it's, it's eight feature films. Um, and, and the thing is, is that if they've green lighted 15 million, that means they're going to spend 24 million per Jesus. So, um, you know, so that's you know, I don't know. That's a lot of money, and I, I and I think I have to believe that those guys are you know they care so much about they're going to finish this off right. I, I I think I think they'll they'll do it right. I, I certainly hope. You know, I certainly hope. Um, but anyway, I I didn't even plan on talking about that um, tonight. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's, it's not even... I haven't even been thinking about it. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Fucking Game so, of Thrones. So I've got um, one more thing I'm going to talk about real quick, and what then we got? can I close out here. But this book is so 
Every once in a while, I stumble across a book that's just so fucking good. I feel like I just want to tell everyone about it. This is the kind of book where it was like, I, I wished that all I could do was stay home and read it until I was done with it. And unfortunately, it was really short, but it was, uh, I think it was started off as either a novella or a short story. And then uh, this woman who's a, a veteran writer, I'd never heard of. Now I'm going back and reading some of her other stuff. It's a, a book called All Systems Read by an author named Martha Wells. And what it is, it's the story of um, uh, the sort of, uh, it's a sci-fi series about this world where humans have kind of expanded far out into the galaxies. And um, the story opens like in the middle of an action scene. And the protagonist and the person who we're sort of following through the story is actually... Um, a sentient robot um, that refers to itself as murder bot. No. Uh, uh, and so what it is, is um, in, in this future, there are these scientists who are exploring and trying to find uh, resources on all these different planets to sort of harvest and bring back to these corporations. And what they do is there is like a corporation that sort of almost like a venture capital fund will sort of, um, provides security and all this stuff. They give you a ship and they give you this security bot that goes along with. And so what happens is that she's uh, this murder bot. I'll refer to it as she, but I'm not sure that it actually has a gender. This murder bot who's on this mission, like the mission, you come into the point where the mission has just gone completely wrong and things are just devolving. And um what you f- find it right away is she's actually hacked her own sort of like security protocol. So she has ba- basically has free will at this point. Like the, the corporation tries to instill this set of rules and guidelines, but, but she has essentially figured out a way while they're in transport to sort of hack her own system and ha- has complete free will. So you sort of know this. The scientists that are on the mission with her don't know this. And then, like, the story starts sort of unfolding from there. And it's just, like, an amazingly original, well-written story. Um, Action sort of packed from start to finish. It's a super quick read. I think it tops in at, like, 180 to 200 pages. Oh, God. All all systems read, Martha Wells. And then um, this book evidently kicked off. I've, I've seen in on Amazon in the queue, the next full-length novel is coming out, uh, I think actually like pretty close to my birthday next year, like May 8th, which is the day after my birthday. And then I think there's even another one already listed on Amazon. So this was like a, it made a huge wave in sort of the sci-fi world when it came out because it was just so original, so well done. And, uh, so I can't recommend it. If anyone is a fan of sci-fi, if you like a show like The Expanse or you like um, any of that kind of stuff, all systems read, super good. Go check it out. Killer recommend, man. Yeah, I just wrote it down. Um, it, I'm, a, I'm a fucking housewife now. I'm, right. So <laughs> I'm, that's what I'll do. I'll go, yeah. sit on the, I'll go sit on the back yeah. patio and read all systems read. Yeah, this is this is a I, th- I think a, a good good length. You'll be able to crush it in like an an afternoon or two. This is like, um, what was the uh, Lahane book that we we you read on basically one flight or whatever? one flight? Um, right. Yeah. The, it was, the drop. Um, the drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's like similar to that. Like maybe not quite as short as that, but pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Killer. So it's really good. Wow. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I, I uh, tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, 
this new format I think works pretty well. Dude, Actually, I love it. Yeah, it feels just like old times. It so. does. It's good to see you. And um, so I, I know we were on a hiatus because Jason was sort of getting his life set up on the West Coast, moving his family across the country, getting set up. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to publish episodes a little more regularly. Oh, now, yeah, so. I'm in. I'm, I'm good to go. Like, I'm, I mean, look at the setup. Look at me. Yeah. It's just like you're sitting across the table. It's, it's awesome. the same thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. I'm pounding fucking, pounding drinks and and uh, and hashing it out. It's all, it's good to be back. I'm re- I'm, yeah. I'm ready to, to to do it. So let's all let's right. keep them happening. Killer. All right. All well, right. thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks as always to the wonderful Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance, and we'll catch you next episode. All right. See you, everybody. 